What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Oregon, police link four murders confirming a serial killer is active in Portland. In Louisiana, a man is arrested two weeks after his wife is found beaten to death in their bed. And in Florida, a mother kidnaps a newborn from the NICU unit and stabs several hospital employees while fleeing the scene. These stories and more coming at you today, Thursday, July 20th. On Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Orton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hello, guys. S- salt, salt. Thursday. Yep. Happy hump day. Oh, it's not hump day. No. <laughs> you guys jinxed. Hump day should be seven days a week. Thursday, Thursday. You guys completely no. freaking jinxed me on hump day, by the way. So uh, let's, uh, let's stop talking well, about like, that. Hey, maybe get some Thirsty Thursday. And Ooh, get, get, thirsty get, get, Thursday, get the boys. Right. I'm actually leaning toward uh, some Forgiveness Friday is what I'm <laughs> <Forget>. hoping <laughs> we can work into yeah. this scenario. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into some crime time in the meantime. How crime about that? time. All right. I'm going to t- tell you first about a Chauvin man. Chauvin. Tell man. them what Chauvin is. I yeah. had a camp in Chauvin until uh, right after Hurricane Rita. It is down south almost to Cocodree. Louisiana and oh, okay. There's a reference no, 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 point. No, no, no. <laughs> it's below. I'm about. I'm about to tell you. I'm about to bless you with some knowledge, sure, Yankee. The uh, <laughs> it is very, very, very south Louisiana in, in the bottom of below Homa and and South Terrebonne Parish. There's only one road runs in. You got water on one side and the bayou on the side, meaning bays, uh, and there's nothing down there but good people. And good fishing. You are basically good almost, places to hide bodies. Yeah, too. You're almost in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, you are, but yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much you are. In the Gulf That's of right. That's right. So a Chauvin man convicted more than 15 years ago of kidnapping a woman in Texas has been arrested for the slaying of his wife in Gonzalez more than two weeks after she was found beaten to death in her bed. And folks, Gonzalez is just kind of like an outskirt of Baton Rouge. It's about 
15 minutes from Baton Rouge. Also butts up to Livingston Parish or right That's across right. the waterway where we're from. So Joseph Lee Fogel, 38, was picked up on Thursday, and he was booked in the second-degree murder of his wife, Sonia Baca. Deputies had found Baca, 43, dead in her home before dawn on June 28th. She died from apparent blunt force trauma. Fogel had alerted authorities to Baca's death, calling at around 4.45 a.m. that day. He continued to maintain his innocence during interviews with sheriff's detectives. Of course, you know, Woody said it many, many times, but the first person I'm going to look at is the last person that saw her alive or yeah, the husband right. or, or both in this case. Places, yeah. yeah, so he told authorities he left the home to get breakfast, only to return to find his wife beaten. Initially, after the slaying, Ascension uh, Parish detectives uh, announced a suspect, but they said they were interviewing her husband, other family members, and those close to her. On Friday, deputies said they had gathered enough information to connect Fogel to the slaying and obtained a warrant for his arrest. Sheriff Bobby Weber said his detectives established enough circumstantial, digital, and forensic evidence on the scene to tie Fogel to the slayings. Investigators believe a weapon was used in the beating. Local records and Ascension don't show any prior domestic incidents involving Fogel and Baca. In June 2007, when Fogel was just 22 and living in Fort Worth, Texas, he was accused of holding a woman handcuffed and at knife point in a car. Fogel allegedly knew that woman and asked her for a ride. He was convicted in 2008 of two counts of aggravated kidnapping and was sentenced to 15 years in prison. So we're not talking about a Boy Scout here. He was released from that Texas state prison and put on parole in 2015 and finished his parole in June of 2022. Hmm. Fogel told deputies that he and Baca had been in a relationship for about three years after meeting on a dating app and had been married for about a year. Fogel was unemployed at the time of the slaying. Baca, who worked at a local construction company, appeared to be the primary earner. They don't really have a motive yet for the slaying, but Weber said the couple recently had been uh, having financial difficulties, and it sounds to me like she might have been telling him he needed to go to work. Yeah, mate, right? Well, shout out to um, APSO, APSO. Uh, Sheriff Weber, I worked with him when he was a detective, and Jeff Wiley was his sheriff, and Greg LeBlanc was actually the one I did my internship for for my polygraph. Mm. Uh, uh, so really, really good law enforcement they have there like we have here in Livingston Paris and a great bunch of guys, and I know they'll get their man. Yeah. Right, or they got their man, and they'll continue to get his ass. So now, oh, Cali, oh, California. And but you know what? Well, I'm about to tell y'all this should be done everywhere, but let's just get to it. In the city of Oakland, California, residents have been told one, ensure all doors and windows are properly secured, B, no, I'm fucking with you, two, reinforce doors with. A security bar or door brace. Three, install a security system with motion detection surveillance surveillance cameras and alarms. Four, install outdoor lighting with motion sensors. This is all because robbery is up 18% year-to-date, burger is up 26%, and car theft is up a whopping 36%. Wow. In fact, 
right? In fact, the entire Bay Area is facing a tremendous loss of revenue and jobs. Golden Gate Bridge traffic is down 30% from pre-pandemic levels. Revenue from the bridge tolls have historically accounted for up, upwards of 60% of the district's revenue. Um, give a shout-out to Shane McBride and his company who are currently laying cable underneath San Francisco Bay right now. A good friend of mine from Wisconsin. But anyway, back to once considered the most beautiful city in the United States, San Francisco is now characterized by abandoned storefronts, struggling hotels and restaurants, soaring crime rates, and a sprawling homeless population plagued by opioid addiction. Tourism is down 16% as these problems move closer into the historically protected parts of the city like Union Square and Embarcadero. Embarcadero. Right? I got it right, Mikey. Los Angeles is not far behind San Fran. Confronted with similar challenges, L.A. County has seen a massive wave of departures as residents who can afford to get out, take their families and their business to Arizona, Nevada, Texas, and Florida. Most of those states don't have state income tax, and they definitely don't have state inspection stickers like Louisiana. But a state that used to run a healthy annual surplus is now running a sharp deficit and piling up debt while the law enforcement health policies that most agree have crippled the city remain for the most part intact. More and more, we are seeing the citizens take matters into their own hands. In Philadelphia, a woman fooled a home invasion shooting the suspects over the weekend. The Philadelphia Police Department, Mike's, Mike Ago's people, say officers responded to a 1.34 a.m. report of a shooting in Germantown on Sunday morning. When officers arrived, they found the woman standing on Germantown Avenue near one of the suspects who was injured and lying on the ground. The woman told police that four unknown men entered her apartment before she opened fire. The woman, the not to call it city of brotherly love, right? The woman had come home to her apartment and found four unknown males inside and the conversation ensued. The woman shot at the intruders who then fled. I always say nothing to clear a room like a little gunfire. But police said the first suspect was shot in his right leg and right arm. He was identified as 48-year-old Jermaine Parker and treated by medics before being taken to a medical center. Officers soon found the second suspect, Randy Miller, on a different street. The 45-year-old man was shot in the back and also taken to a medical center, listed in critical but stable condition. Both men were charged with burglary, and the Philadelphia police noted that the woman's motive was to defend herself while criminal trespass and burglary were being committed. Philly police continue to investigate. The story out of Philly is one of many we are now hearing about citizens taking control of their own safety. And I have a number of thoughts on this topic, which is I'll share a little story. This weekend I got to spend a much-needed time with my father, and we're going through some of his weapons, and he was making sure I re-instructed him how to use everything and, and, and come to the safety, which is – I always tell them your safety is your finger. If somebody's kicking in your door and your weapon's on safety, then you have to brain's going to have to say, oh, take it off of safety. Defend yourself, people. You're Americans. You have the right to bear arms. That's what it was made for. Well, and uh, and I guess the connectivity between the, the California stories and, and the Philly story is that's probably where it's going and 
in California. I, I'm amazed that the that tourism is only down. I think you said 16 percent in San Francisco because that says there's a long way to go down from where they are now. If yeah. the trouble creeps into those areas to the point where you, you're, you're afraid to take a hotel room hey. in Union Square, you're afraid to go it's, over to the Embarcadero during the day. I mean, if that, if, if, if it, if it gets to the point where you're afraid in areas like that, then tourism in that city. Ask Chicago, the, the Miracle Mile. The, I mean, I love Chicago. I hate what's going on there, and people are quitting the game. They're not going anymore because even traditionally, like Third Street in Baton Rouge, traditionally, the bad guys know to stay away from the tourists because that makes the national news. Remember the story we did on the guy – uh, from Georgia, the husband found rolled up on the carpet, mm-hmm. and and so that made national news, which Baton Rouge didn't even any more of. But uh, even even Bourbon Street, even, the violence is there. But the, traditionally, the bad guys stay away from because there's a heavier police presence. But California, uh, they said sixteen percent. Had they called Woody Overton, that number would be seventeen percent. <laughs> Tourism, you know. I'm not going, but I have to go out there uh, uh, with my buddy's company and and all that. And so I have to go when I have to go. It is what it is. Not throwing shade on our Cali fans or or Philly fans or anybody else, but protect yourselves. It and is. Mike, I, y'all didn't know this. Uh, I'll pull up. Mike's already here at the studio this morning. He's sitting in his Rolls Royce and he's going <laughs> over his shit. And I walk up and never saw me. I act like I had a pistol in my hand. I kept walking, 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 walking. And I got all the way to the window. Yeah, I'm literally, you, you could have shot me good. I'm then. tapping on the window. He's not looking. Pay attention, <laughs> people. Head on the swivel. Protect yourselves. That's how you should. I live. was listening to a Woody Overton podcast, oh, which then, I get very then, engrossed in, and therefore that justifies then it. But, excuse. but hey, San Francisco. Back. I mean, I used to travel to every big city in the country yeah. multiple times a year. It was the most beautiful city in the country well, and it's just I, I like San Diego better but the I've been to San Fran and then in the last couple of years when I went it's kind of like Chi-Town I ain't going back <laughs> uh, unless we do a live show y'all want to buy a bunch of tickets <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a live show in a crime zone that's a good that's a good idea All right uh, I mean the last couple of days we've had just an unbelievable number of these uh, mass shootings going on and trying to keep up with the shit. And we've covered it. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Well, the one we haven't talked about is we haven't talked about what went down in Georgia, in uh, Hampton, Georgia. So a mass shooting in Georgia left four people dead on Saturday and the suspect hunted down and fatally shot by local authorities on Sunday. The Henry County Sheriff's Office revealed that three men and one woman one woman were killed Saturday near the Dogwood Lake subdivision in Hampton, Georgia. There were apparently four separate crime scenes. And so this, uh, uh, this person who we'll talk about in a minute uh, appears to have targeted these individuals and hit them in four different spots. Although wait, wait. Hampton, Georgia only has 8,638 residents. Yeah, it's not a, not a big... Right. Not a big place there in Henry, right by Henry County. The Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is, you know, 
NASCAR biggie, uh, but mass shooting, you only got 8,000 people per capita to figure that out. Uh, you, you had one in Fargo yesterday, didn't uh, that's you? True, that's true. I mean, true. it's crazy. Police identified the suspect, 40-year-old Andre Longmore of Hampton, um, and uh, uh, he was accused of shooting the victims around 1045 on Saturday morning. Longmore was on the loose for a day before being caught up with near Clayton County in Atlanta. A gunfight ensued with Longmore shot dead. In the exchange of gunfire, a Henry County Sheriff's deputy and a Clayton County police officer were both shot. They're both alive, um, but uh, but there's no update on their condition as of now. Deputy U.S. Marshal Van Grady commented on the gun battle, quote, Longmore fired on law enforcement and they returned fire. He added the threat posed by Mr. Longmore to the public has been eliminated. So he's a man of few words. And yesterday, I told y'all, they say he was shot and they took him to the hospital and later pronounced dead. This guy must have looked like Swiss cheese and they didn't have to take him to the hospital. He didn't leave much uh, uh, doubt in his uh, in his comments. Sheriff Reginald B. Scandrett previously stated at a press conference that authorities were offering a $10,000 reward for any information leading to Longmore's arrest. If you see Mr. Longmore, please call 911. Do not approach him because he is known to be armed and dangerous. Well, apparently that paid off. Um, uh, and and he, uh, the Sheriff uh, Scandrett directly addressed Mr. Longmore saying, wherever you are, we will hunt you down in any hole that you may be residing in and bring you to custody, period. Anyone that has any information, let us know because we will be actively actively looking for this individual until he's caught. This guy was good on camera. He's pretty intense. The sheriff's office shared images of both the suspect and the black 2017 GMC Acadia he was believed to be driving and shared the license plate. It's not yet known whether a tip led to officers, but it sure seems that way. To Longmore's location in Clayton County, police didn't release the names of the four adult victims. They have not yet mm. released the names, which is a little bit a The bad guy's weird. name was what? Longmore. Longmore is no more. Longmore is no more. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. 
today. Au revoir. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another mass shooting. Well, we told you uh, yesterday on Wednesday's episode about the Long Island serial killer. And now we're going to tell you about another serial killer in Portland, we Oregon. We also told you about... Austin serial killer, yes. which had, they hadn't said a serial killer yet. They haven't yet, but they've linked right. four dead women in Portland, Oregon, to the same killer. And let yeah, me tell yeah. you about this, because this this is an issue because more than a month after the Portland police spoke out against online speculation that a serial killer was existing, uh, now they have discovered a link. Investigators are saying that four recent deaths in the Portland, Oregon area are linked. Christy Smith, Charity Perry, Bridget Webster, and Ashley Real were all found dead this year between February and May in different locations throughout Oregon. The district attorney's office announced Monday they have collected information from various law enforcement offices in Oregon to determine the homicides are now linked to a person of interest. Mm. The office declined to elaborate on more details, as is common, but said several people were interviewed in relation to all four murders. Based on the available information to investigators, there is not believed to be any active danger to the community as of this time. That, means they that got, statement released by the DA's office. That means they got the deed under surveillance. The body of Kristen Smith, who was reported missing on December 22nd of 2022, was found on February 29th. Charity Lynn Perry was found in a culvert on April 24th. The sheriff's office said they located the body of Bridget Webster, 31, six days after that. The body of Ashley Real, she was 22, who was reported missing on April 4th, was found by police in a wooded area. The Oregon State Medical Examiner's Office is still working to determine how all four victims were killed. So obviously there was a lot of, uh, you know, time that had passed. And- yeah, that and they're, they're going do any pendant toxicology and whatever. You know, and all, this is in a, a autopsies are really a process of elimination. Mm-hmm. You, if you can't, especially if you can't find a bullet or a smashed skull or bullet hole or you got decomposed bodies, yeah. like on Courtney Coco's case. A- had, asphyxiation, had, that's for it. example. That's, they, the, but a lot of times the uh, neck bone is not broken, so they'll end up saying probable asphyxiation or something like that. Well, and this is also in the Pacific Northwest in the middle right. of the woods. And I mean, right. you got wild animals that right. have probably disturbed those bodies. Uh, so in June, the uh, police released a statement condemning online speculation that the four deaths and two other cases where a corpse was found were connected. Mm-hmm. However, that all changed yesterday. And it appears that Portland, Oregon, indeed has a serial killer on their hands that has killed a minimum of four people that they've been able to connect. You can times that far. times at least four. I bet it. 
good for 16 bodies. They're now going back and trying to find, you know, looking at everybody they've found body, not everybody, everybody they've found in X amount of years to see if they can tie them together. Crazy. Hope they get them. Yeah. Right? Serial killers, boy, they're everywhere. Yeah. Especially in that area of the country, which I used to think was a a big, you know, the fact that the weather there is so Mm -hmm. just all the time and drab, I think that affects moods. And I used to, if you notice, a lot of serial killers come from that area of the country. Well, suicide rates, Seattle, Portland used to be much higher than the national average. I don't know where they are now. You know, just when you're, you don't see the sun for months and months at a time. can get yeah. depressing. Right. Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to take you back to Cali. Going back to Cali. Doing a lot of Cali. 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 I We're don't think so. Cali. I have to. Yeah. All right. So in Monterey Bay is home to several sea otter populations, and researchers have tried to incentivize both humans and sea otters to stay away from each other. A large five-year-old female sea otter designated 841 by California wildlife officials has become notorious in Santa Cruz area for surfing. Surfing. Nope. Close though, Mike. Stealing surfboards. Oh. Uh, 841's usual MO is to jump onto a surfer's board and begin biting down on the board. The otter is capable of taking sizable chunks out of the board, and depending on the day, 841 could be more or less aggressive as she tries to pilfer a board from an unsuspecting Santa or from unsuspecting Santa Cruz surfers. Locals have noticed her activity has become far more pugnacious lately. As of Wednesday, the otter herself, a member of an endangered species, I believe they call that the agro, not to be confused with Mike Ago. <laughs> Uh, uh, but she remains at large, stalking the waters off Santa Cruz. 841 reportedly tried to steal three different surfboards this past weekend. This is a really interesting story because we'd have been, that motherfucker wouldn't have been alive down here. We'd have been frying her up. But a, <laughs> the video captured by Santa Cruz local shows 841 stalking surfers like a tiny furry rendition of Jaws. The otter has forced <laughs> surfers off their boards and haven't patently refused to jump off, no matter how many times they flip the board or splash her. California Department of Fish and Wildlife and U.S. Wildlife Service are now getting involved with the possum cops. The state agency is now working with the Monterey Bay Aquarium to safely capture and rehome 841. That's bullshit. Then wherever they put her, she's going to try to get a surfer. They need to take her out. So far, despite attempts to recapture her, 841 remains large. And the people that are warning kayakers and surfers from engaging with any otters in the area – Officials have posted signs saying, warning, aggressive sea otter in this area. California Possum Cops advise that folks try and keep a safe distance from the creatures and to not feed them as this could make them aggressive. That's what reportedly happened to 841's mother. Chip off the old block, y'all. 841's mom was raised in captivity after being orphaned at a young age. After she was released into the wild, locals fed her squid, which caused her to become comfortable with humans. As a result, she learned to hop aboard kayaks and surfboards in search of more food. She was recaptured and gave birth to 841. 
Yeah, again, chip off the old block. So I guess you can say this form of robbery runs in the family, definitely. Monterey Bay Aquarium researchers are hopeful they can safely capture and capture 841 so she will no longer be a danger to people or her cell. Suspect is about six foot, 75 to 100 pounds, has light blonde hair, and is cute as a bud. When you spot her, please call the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Okay, she's biting surfboards. She's not biting surfers. Well, right. I mean, if you jump on my surfboard, you bite my board, that means mean you don't want to bite my junk. I'm getting the fuck off my board. Right? Yeah. Shark hits your board. You ain't even waiting around to see if the shark wants the board or you. That's right. Well, that to me would be the scarier thing it's, is it's she's, she's shark bait, and that's uh, uh, that's great white hey, territory so out there. I, the the, the real-life real crime daily investigative team uh, evidently it's me today the california reporter i went down there i talked to the sharks and they said 841 is actually genetically altered and they don't <laughs> fuck with her <laughs> i wonder what 841 tastes like i saw i saw a picture of her she is very very yeah. cute pretty cool and story there actually yeah, that is right around there and and i've been to that uh, aquarium, the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It's such a beautiful area. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the prettiest part of the country. And then, y'all, I jokingly, I jokingly said Paws and Cops. I, I got a lot of good friends that are game wardens. That's what they choose to do, and God bless them. Period. Period. Nothing else. Moving along. Well, from one great segment right? to, our, be, audience's, to our audience's favorite segment. And you know what that is? We don't have a segment right now. It's the, the stuff the I'm not allowed to report. Uh, report uh, uh, coming uh, uh, to uh, you no. on Thursday, hey, hey, folks. I'm like, biblical reference. I'd like I'm to tell you about the latest no, no, Hollywood stop. crime. I'm quit. I'm stop. leaving. I'm no, leaving. No, I swear no, God, no. If you do it, I'm getting up and I'm walking the fuck out. I'm not doing this again. I'm going to flip this table. That's censorship. I'm your papers up. Censorship is called This is Real Life, Real Crime. Not Mike's society show. Period. Yeah. If you to, want one, start I, one. I'm laying down the law on this one. Crime. I'm laying down the law on this one. Do what you want to do with it. That's I right. can leave and y'all can have the rest Hell of the man, show. Hell no, you ain't leaving. And, and that's the way it has to be. You're going to take your ball and go home. I'm going to take my ball and go home. You're going to take your ball and go home. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Did six years to, to build a cr- true crime show, not a society show. Woody, the audience, I mean, you saw the hey, feedback. Hey, the hey, audience, hey, no, hey, don't touch my, oh, my God, don't. This is what, no, what? I'm going to wipe my ass with this, and it would, it would be less painful than listening to that shit. Oh, my God. There he is. Sorry. Love you. Doesn't mean I don't love him, people. I, I just You love, ripped up I love the stuff true I'm not crime allowed to report, report. And the stuff he's not allowed to report, this is I wish I'd have had the TikTok of this, uh, folks. I'm going to I'm going to publish the stuff I'm not allowed to report report somewhere on social, and I will let you know where that's going to be. I can't believe you tore. So, folks, I'm going to move forward with a sanctioned report, well, and I'll deal with the. Other I think he should stuff. lose his. I think, Sang- I think that was his segment, right? <laughs> It wasn't my segment. My segment was ripped out of my hands, torn on top of a microphone so hey, that the entire audience could hear me being humiliated while I'm being censored. And I'm going to get those stories to them one way or another. Oh, I, 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 you're not, if you're nothing, you are at least persistent. 
Liberté. You're nothing if not persistent. Yeah. Lib- Liberté. We have some all Woody team news. Oh. As I, oh, you're trying to butter I fix my ad- attitude and get myself well, re- realigned with the I'm show. I'm not leaving, so I'll listen to this. So, the All Woody new, uh, Team news is, is unfortunately, uh, Taylor's been laying low. She hasn't been in the news lately. But Mallory Beach's family was awarded a $15 oh, million dollar settlement from number two inductee into the All Woody Team, your buddy, Alec. But, but, have you seen... His titty shots from prison. <laughs> have you have you seen him? Have this I seen? This dude's got an t- OnlyFans thing, oh and he's he's shirtless. Why? And taking all these what could appear to be sexual photos of himself and getting it out there. I saw it, and it's disturbing. And I think he shaves his chest. Maybe I don't. That, that, that's okay. That he's not an attractive man. I didn't say he was. I'm just telling you there's the titty photos and, and he's showing them off on. And is he getting a lot of people to follow him? Evidently, doing... it made it made the world news. And that, oh, I think he he's had thousands of it's just in the month of April. He's, he's had thousands of people reach out to him sexually in letters and shit. These guys use like underground news sources and no, you know, fuck this stuff. Woody's got a Woody's got a prison I'm line right good. out of uh, of Murdoch's. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll share the link on Facebook. This is actually a story, Woody. Uh, not that it's proper for anyone to interrupt anybody else's story in the show, but uh, this is actually a story about <laughs> Mallory Beach's family Fox being awarded news, fifteen million. South Carolina convicted not a credible source. That's fake news. Appears shirtless in prison photos. News 19. Fake Have news. you seen pictures of Alex Murdoch showing his titties Fake in prison? News. They didn't showing. say titties. Too. Fake news. WCIV, shirtless photo Fake show news. convicted Alex Murdoch signed in prison. Da, 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 da. TMZ, Alex Murdoch takes shirtless selfies. I can't prison. argue with TMZ. That's New York Post, uh, okay. Alex Murdoch. Oh, you want me okay, to so on? no, no. So what is he doing? He, he He's laying in the bed, fingering his nipples, <laughs> and, and being sexual. And his pillowcase is orange. Is he doing? He's he's making money on uh, on OnlyFans by doing this. People are paying him to see this. Well, this you know it takes all kinds to make the world go around. But what can you not do in prison these days? By the way, we had Nasser watching Wimbledon with everybody. Hey, hey, we have you do anything you want to in prison if you got money. Do so they know he's? I mean, he's but so I mean, the whole fucking world knows. So except for you, is he paying somebody yeah. off to allow him to do that, or he's he just because he has money for a, a computer and disturbing. a starving? It looks like he's getting body waxed in there too. Maybe okay. Well, unfortunately, the beaches settlement didn't come out of his pocket because he's got nothing left in his pocket. But the family of Mallory Beach, and just to remind you, Mallory Beach was the 19-year-old girl who died when uh, Pawpaw decided he was sober enough to drive a boat into a bridge. And, uh, uh, you know, she was 19 when she died. And, uh, you know, it took uh, it took eight days for them to locate uh, her body. Pawpaw allegedly used a credit card that belonged to his mother, Maggie, and an ID belonging to his older brother, Buster, to purchase the alcohol that everybody was drinking that night on the boat. He got it from a convenience store owned by Parker's 
Corporation, which I guess must be a pretty big company. Um, the Beach family attorney, Tabor Vaugh, I guess this is a new one because it was that Tinsley guy forever, confirmed that Parker's settled with the family for $15 million in a wrongful death suit. They were supposed to go to trial end of this week. So this was a 11th hour settlement. settlement. Yeah. Val also said additional occupants of the boat settled their claims with Parker's as well. So that's Connor Cook, Anthony Cook, Miley Altman, and Morgan Dowdy. All of them settled with this same company. It wasn't about the money. It never is, right? But that's the number that represents the level of accountability that they hope would make people who sell alcohol take their responsibility seriously and keep it out of the hands of minors. Attorney Mark Tinsley, who also represents the Beach family, said. So there's the Tinsley guy. The Beach family didn't want this settlement confidential because they want other Greg Parkers out there to know that if you sell alcohol illegally, you will be held accountable. The wrongful death suit... Uh, uh, trial was originally scheduled, I'm sorry, not this week, for August 14th, has been canceled, although rumors are that Court TV is offering $15 million if they'll go forward with it anyway. Um, in January, the Beach family reached a settlement with Buster Murdaugh uh, and the estate of Alex Murdaugh's deceased wife, Maggie. The Beach family's fight is not over, according to Val. The civil conspiracy case is alive and active, and we look forward to exposing the corruption and depths to which Parkers was willing to harass and intimidate the Beaches, trying to diminish their resolve to hold those accountable who contributed to the preventable death of their daughter. So there were some attempts at uh, at least accusing Parkers of some attempted intimidation here. Um, the attorney for Parker said it's disappointing that the contents of settlement discussions have been discussed today counter to the mediation agreement that was signed by all who participated. So I guess there was supposed to be a gag order on all this. The, fee, the fact remains that uh, uh, Parker's store employee, Tahia Cohen, made a legal and valid sale, as was determined by SLED. This case was never about the legal and valid sale, nor was it about the repeated bad decisions that these young adults made that night. For Mark Tinsley, it was all about using the Murdaugh's bad actions and their unfair law of joint and the unfair law of joint and severable liability in South Carolina to make Parker's pay for a verdict intended to punish the Murdaugh's. That's a really interesting take because yeah. – you could see where public sentiment would uh, would drive towards something hey, like that. You can that. also see who had the deep pockets because all those kids were in a bar or that night also drinking, right? Yeah. Are they suing yeah. the Parkers or whoever it was, uh, or are they sued them or in Moine? You know, at the, yeah, I don't know if they, I, the I, Parkers might have owned that because they, they pulled over – um, and uh, and they were docked somewhere where they bought the liquor, and they also went into a place. So so maybe they're the owners as well. Well, but, I mean, it's never going to bring that baby girl back, but um, I hope I hope they get some kind of peace out of it. Yeah, but I I, I get the sentiment there. I mean, you would you would want to inflict more pain on Murdaugh, but you know. Um, I guess uh, you can uh, he can just do videos on uh, OnlyFans. Yeah, that's just absolutely. I mean, narcissistic to the, the end. Crazy uh, story coming out of Florida. A 31-year-old woman uh, kidnaps her newborn from the NICU unit earlier this week and stabbed multiple hospital employees what? as she escaped. That's right. Uh, Palm Beach 
Police responded to a report of a stabbing at Palms West Hospital. Kendra Green allegedly took her three-day-old infant off a ventilator, and hospital staff members tried to stop her as she was leaving. Green allegedly pulled out a knife and stabbed three hospital staff members. The infant was being treated at the NICU unit for underdeveloped lungs. Green violently removed her infant's breathing device and other life-supporting instruments. The first victim reportedly begged Green to stop, but she pushed her and allegedly said, Fuck you, bitch. What? That's right. That's a quote. Another victim saw Green carrying something near her body and a large, jagged kitchen knife in her hand as she ran towards the emergency room exit. When the employee tried to talk to Green, she cut the employee's forearm. A separate witness reportedly tried to block Green and noticed the infant hidden underneath her shirt. Green then slashed that witness in the hand. When another victim tried to grab the baby, Green cut her on the side of the neck. The hospital staff members were treated for their non-life-threatening injuries and discharged. Green reportedly gave her baby to a family member, and Palm County Fire Rescue safely brought the infant back to the hospital. The newborn is currently in stable condition. Green drove away from the hospital before crashing her vehicle and fleeing on foot. However, after a short pursuit... Deputies took her into custody, and reports are stating that Green suffers from schizophrenia. I was to say she's got to be mental. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't most hospitals have metal detectors now? They don't have them in Baton Rouge. Yeah, they did late, late. Do they? Yeah. Well, they don't have them at Woman's Hospital, which huh. is where they have the babies. Crazy. You know, so so uh, I know they don't have. I would think that woman's hospital. This woman now to go in the NICU unit, it, maybe, but maybe this hospital yeah. did not. I mean, this is Palm Beach. And there's no hospital. Other, there's no, no other motives. You know, Tallahassee rip um, breathing devices from your underdeveloped child. Then you're just crazy. Yeah, yeah I, mean, you know, it, I mean, some people deserve to be in mental hospitals. Uh, absolutely and, insane. And, I couldn't imagine the scene of this woman yeah. just running through with a baby under her shirt right. and just, just slashing, slashing people. people with a knife. And thank goodness they were in a hospital. Right? Yeah. The, 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 I'm talking about the victims. Right. So they can get treated immediately. No doubt. Crazy um, story. Yeah. I mean, I, that is I don't know. crazy, she, bro. Was know. she uh, uh, worried about paying the the hospital bill I for the maybe I mean, that, that, maybe but the I, aliens I mean, told her to do it. Absolutely nuts. I don't know, but I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna give a warning. Warning. If you like animals and shit, your fast muffs, forward your muffs, honey. Yes. Well, no, dear Miss Jerry wouldn't mind this one so much. Uh, um, oh, it's not doggies, honey. You're good. An Illinois man has been accused of torturing and killing. At least four cats. Wait, wait. Listen to this. By placing them in the microwave. Thomas Martell turned himself in the police on Monday after a woman filed a complaint of animal cruelty against him. The 22-year-old has been charged with four felony counts of aggravated cruelty to animals and two felony counts of animal torture, uh, according to Chicago PD. Authorities discovered three cats in a bag at Martell's Wicker Park home. 
Martel purchased a look lookalike kittens and named them all Shelly so his mom wouldn't grow suspicious. The pattern are going back again and again, Judge Kelly McCarthy said during Martel's bail hearing on Tuesday. Killing an animal, going out and getting a replacement, killing that one and getting another replacement, killing that one and getting another replacement. And unfortunately, this was allowed to continue for a sustained period of time, and numerous animals have lost their lives. Martell's girlfriend initially came aware of his alleged actions after someone sent her a video of him throwing a pillowcase, which contained his cat named Shelly, into Lake Michigan. Authorities claim that Martell recently told his girlfriend that he enjoyed killing cats, and he had been like that since he was eight years old. The girlfriend told police she saw Martell Martel drowning one of his cats while he was heavily intoxicated on drugs. Before she contacted authorities, Martell had admitted to her that he had microwaved three of the cats and placed them in a plastic bag, which he then stored in a cabinet in his apartment. On Tuesday, Judge McCarthy set Martell's bail at 75000 with special conditions, including electronic monitoring, no contact with any animals, and all cats being removed from us. You know what? Thank God Martell is such a P-word that he didn't grow into a serial killer because, you know, normally when they start torching animals with yeah. kids, right, they graduate him. So he's just a P-word. I'm sure... His girlfriend must have been pissed at him for some reason to finally come out of it. She should be charged with some shit, too. But nobody deserves to be put in a microwave. Well, she didn't know what was going on, right? I mean, well, that's... I mean, she... Well, she finally... She got the tip that he threw. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, one well, well good for her for calling it in. Yeah. But, I mean, I I think that's a pretty bad way to go. But, but then you store the cats in the cabinet. How does that work out for the smell-wise? Scratch and sniff test. Look, microwaving a cat to the point. Right? Well, that That's could, what I'm saying. That can't be, the cleanup there can't be. Uh, look, look I, be I, I, I used to take the old milk cards and put a, 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 a hard boiled egg in it and put them in there and fold it down tight, put it in there and let it run for like five minutes and it would go boom, it explode. Imagine what a cat does. And there's got to be some noise there. I'd rather not, but I just I just don't understand that kind of. I haven't watched the docu series yet. Don't fuck with cats, but evidently that's a real thing, and people get very disturbed by it. Moving on. Mm. Um, that's that's just a fucking crazy story. Wow. Well, another international story. This from a part of the world that we have seldom reported on. Are you proved to be the international report? Uh, Jim is the Southeast Asian correspondent. Uh, All other parts of the globe I retain my (laughs) international correspondent role in. And we are in the Middle East, Israel, as a matter of fact, to talk about a hit and run and a medical miracle. Doctors in Israel announced that they have achieved an incredible feat by reattaching the head and spine of a boy who had been internally decapitated after suffering an injury in a hit-and-run car accident. Mm. Suleiman Hassan, a 12-year-old Palestinian boy from the West Bank, was on death's door after a harrowing car accident, left the ligaments joining his skull to his spine severed while his skin remained intact, a circumstance which is referred to as internal decapitation. The boy was airlifted to 
Hadassah Ellen Karim's trauma unit, the youngster became the subject of an extraordinary medical intervention. Renowned orthopedic specialist, Dr. Ohad Ainov, spearheaded the intricate operation. We fought for the boy's life. The procedure itself is very complicated and took several hours. Reattachment procedures of this nature necessitate remarkable precision and delicate touch. Any misstep could exacerbate the already critical condition. While in the operating room, they used new plates and fixations to the damaged area. Their ability to save the child was based upon the knowledge of the accumulated staff there and the innovative uh, technology that uh, that they have at this particular uh, hospital. For Suleiman, this extraordinary endeavor success was contingent on INAV's specialist, uh, specialized knowledge coupled with that state-of-the-art surgical technology, what transpired, astounded even the seasoned professionals involved. Despite the severity of his injury, Suleiman is anticipated to make a full recovery. He will not only live, but regain full mobility, walking unaided, a tremendous achievement considering the gravity of his condition. The noteworthy outcome is credited, again, to uh, to the skills of this guy, I don't know that there's anyone else that has successfully completed one of these. This is Dr. Ohad Ainov. Um, Suleiman's case uh, offers a beacon of hope and a testament to the astounding potential of, uh, of medicine. Reflecting on the uh, incident, the boy's father expressed profound gratitude toward the medical team. And yes, Israeli police apprehended the driver who, has made, who made an illegal turn and struck the vehicle Suleiman was in. That is... Freaky crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I'd never heard that term. And was it internal, internal cap- decapitation? I'd, I'd never heard that either. I was thinking internal decapitation. I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah, but amazing story. So literally, it's your skin is holding everything together. Otherwise, your head would be on the ground. And with that, he made it. We're going to fly back to the United States and move freely around the cabin for a my high crime for Thursday. Oh, hi. An Ohio man was arrested for putting an officer with the Orlando Police Department in a chokehold during an incident at the Orlando International Airport on Tuesday. Edward Harrison, 41, of Ohio, is facing one count of attempted first-degree murder, resisting arrest with violence, and battery on a law enforcement officer. Officers responded to the spirit ticket counter, after a large group of people were becoming aggressive with the staff, passengers were yelling at the spirit staff and some even went behind the ticket counters. Mm. Harrison was arguing with an employee when he reached behind the ticket counter, grabbed the computer keyboard, and he begins hitting buttons. That's when a police officer tried to stop him and a fight started. The officer said he grabbed Harrison's arm to prevent him from damaging the property. And in response, Harston grabbed the officer's arm. Hmm. The officer said he pushed Harston to create distance and Harston grabbed the officer's hands, lowered his body and began pushing the officer backwards. They both fell onto the ground and Harston put one of his arms around the officer's neck and a chokehold began to squeeze, restricting the airway and making it unable for the officer to breathe. This written in the arrest report. Uh, The officer also said he began to get dizzy and immediately spotty as his airflow was restricted and was beginning to lose consciousness. The officer eventually broke free as other officers arrived at the airport. 
Harston was arrested and taken to the hospital for further evaluation. Uh, Neil Davis and his friends were at the airport but did not witness the fight, but he did say 200 Spirit Airline passengers were lined up and upset. Uh, Davis said they got stranded in Orlando on Wednesday after missing their connection due to weather. Not only are we out our money, we're also out of uh, extra having to pay an extra night in a hotel. So I've been in this situation. This actually um, uh, happened. I was I was waiting to fly. I don't remember where I was flying uh, into. Uh, actually, it was Dallas, and my plane oh, yep. got for delayed podcast, for hours and hours, and there was 200 people waiting to get on this, and everybody was pissed. And they have one guy at the counter, and you know, you're they're so matter of fact with it. It's like, you know, the flight's been canceled, and this ended up being like a whole day, like the flight was canceled. But for hours, they're teasing you. They're telling you, oh, it's just late. It's going to take off in two hours. And then, oh, it's been delayed another two hours. And after you've been there eight hours, they decide to tell you, um, yeah, we're canceling it completely now. And it pisses people off. I was pissed. But, you know, I didn't attack a police officer or anything like that. uh, uh, My two, two thoughts. One, Spirit Airlines is to me what Frontier Airlines is to Mike. I hate him. Uh, the one or two times I had was forced to fly him. But secondly, I don't care how pissed off those people were. If that dude's on top of a police officer choking him out, why didn't somebody help him? Mm-hmm. Great question. Yeah. Great question. So that's your mile high crime for today, Thursday. That was a good one. A lot of bad stuff at that Orlando airport. You can now take off that's a big airport. We've had a few uh, Mickey Mouse. people leaving Disney. Yeah, right? Another joyous place. Happiest place on earth. That's what they say. Yeah. Oh, we're back. Yeah. Hey, you didn't do one of these yesterday. No, Mike's no. stories were like That's an hour right. long each. That's all right. I will. I gave up that. Yesterday, because that Long Island serial killer is very important. Yes, it is. It's a very important story. Um, but guess what, y'all? It's Kinky Crimes for Thursday. And going back to the great state of Florida, a Fort Myers woman was arrested Saturday after she and a Fort Myers man, both naked, Jim Chapman, mm. were seen having like sex. To me. Right. And they were seen having sex on the side of a red truck in a residential area. Sheriff's deputies were called to the area shortly after 5 30 p.m. Sunday for a report of a man walking around naked by a truck. As the deputy rolled up to the location, she saw a completely nude man engaging in sexual intercourse on the side of the truck with Tammy Lee Powers. 29 years old. Tammy Lee is not right. that kind of girl. That's, right? yeah. that's something's wrong with this. There report. you go. The deputy said the man verbally acknowledged her as she approached and then he resumed the intercourse. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Power, <laughs> that. Right. Powers and the man were persuaded to stop their act and to get dressed. Her persuaded. Request for, right. <laughs> her request for identification was heated. By the man, but deputy said Powers cursed at them and refused to provide her ID. But she eventually did. Deputy said the man 
and Powers were visibly intoxicated, you think. The man told police that he had met Powers a short time earlier, and she had asked him for a ride home since she had crashed her bicycle. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> As he was giving her a lift, the man said Powers asked if he wanted to have sex, and he agreed, pulling into a vacant lot near the intersection. The man said he picked the lot because it was near his home. While the deputy was questioning the man, Powers tried to walk away and ignore the deputy's orders to remain <laughs> and instead cursed the deputy and continued walking. Y'all can see how this one's going to end, right? The deputy was forced to handcuff Powers and place her forcibly into the sheriff's cruiser. Report said that since the man had no outstanding warrants and cooperated with deputies, he was released and allowed to walk home, leaving his truck parked. Powers will face charges of indecent exposure and resistance arrest both misdemeanors and for lookism we'll share this with y'all what are the chances she didn't make an offer to that officer uh oh, while yeah, in the car exactly right and what she was riding her bike that's there it. it is kinky crimes pretty kinky pretty good. i like that one minding their own business woody overton right? gotta, gotta be stopped gotta in be the middle stopped. of Having a good I love time. how they give were, me some they international banjos. You have any international banjos? They acknowledged the cop and then kept doing it. That's right. <laughs> that is funny. It's the only banjo you get, Michael. Okay, well that sounded international to me. A gang tried to rob a convenience store in the tiny North Caribbean town of Juan de Acosta in Colombia, but were left empty-handed when their getaway vehicle made too much noise. Uh The trio of clueless Colombian criminals were forced to ditch their ill-gotten gains during the 2 a.m. theft after their donkey started to bray and alerted police. The group had managed to steal rum, oil, rice, cans of tuna, and sardines from the small shop. They planned to load the goods onto 10-year-old Zavi, who they had stolen 12 hours before, and make their escape. The shop owner, Fabio Orozco, said they came through the roof to rob. They took rum, rice, everything. But Zavi let out a series of hee-haw. Um, I can't do Who can do a good hee-haw? Uh, which pierced through the nighttime air and alerted nearby police. That must be a loud hee-haw. Yeah, that's pretty loud. The three morons had to ditch the donkey, which was carrying all the stolen items, and uh, and uh, attempted to run to safety. The donkey was detained in the town police station for 12 hours until his owner, till Zavi's owner, Orlando Oliveras, was notified and came to collect him, and he is just fine. Thank you. Um, and all the items that had been stolen were returned to the store, but... Our three elusive thieves remain on the loose. Wow. At large. Tell your donkey to be quiet. Right, I mean, right. Donkey. Donkey, donkey. <laughs> donkey, donkey. Might not be the preferred. Hey, let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. <laughs> Zobby. That was All a good they stole what? They stole what? What they steal? Woody Everton? How about? I have no idea. Some chicken nuggets 
and Holy shit. burgers from McDonald's. That's right. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A real-life hamburger is wanted by police for stealing more than two dozen nuggets and two double cheeseburgers from a Bronx. Bronx. McDonald's. $700 worth of food. That's right. (laughs) At Knife Point in the robbery last night. You rob a McDonald's for chicken nuggets and hamburgers at Knife Point. Hey, the thief threatened staffers inside with a blade before casually handing, walking behind the counter and helping himself to the fast food. He snatched one 20-piece chicken nugget, oh one six-piece nugget, two McDouble cheeseburgers before running out of the McDonald's. In a video, the sticky-fingered suspect can be seen swinging his feet over the counter, walking past the dumbfounded employees before he grabs the food, shoves them in the pockets, and takes off, and there is our. I'm showing them a picture that I'm gonna post on Facebook of the real life hamburger. That is, and of course, he's from piece, the Bronx. Twenty piece McNuggets. What's that about? Probably six, seven, six, seven shit, bucks. You can't get anything at McDonald's for fifteen dollars. Yeah, one less than fifty. You got a twenty piece and probably. a six piece. That's interesting. So I don't. Oh. But that can't be more than. Fifteen dollar meal there, right? Yeah, right. until you bring a knife into it, it's going to cost. That's a right, lot more than that. That's right. So uh, he got away real? though, didn't he? He he. I, I, I'm sure they eventually I caught him. They got away. him on video. I don't, I don't know. They probably eventually caught him. It, 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 you know, he's still hey, on the loose, Michael. That, that just is happened. One of the craziest. They he, they're going to get somewhere. caught. They're going to catch him from our show. Absolutely. Someone's going to see well, that on probably Facebook. Probably wearing the Astros jersey. Uh, he might want to get rid of that Astros In the Bronx. Jersey. I'm going to put out a two-cent two reward the for the McDonald's. Well, they stole what? They stole what? That's right. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to vote for the Podcast Awards. That's right. Podcast Bloody Angola History. Bloody Angola on the History. Real Life, Real Crime. Under Adam Curry, Real Life Real Crime under Best Male Host, Real Life Real Crime under True Crime, Real Life Real Crime under <laughs> Drama and Storytelling. Don't be jealous because you've never been on any <laughs> or one. And most influential in the world. And this is the last week to vote, y'all, so get your votes in. We yeah. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, let's do, you know, five minutes of gratuitous. Please vote for us for Mike's while we're censoring our partners yeah, and preventing them from bringing the people, the news, we're not censoring you can go anywhere hear. you want to, but except for real life of crime. Or that would that, be throw the throw definition that, throw that female shit down until next time. I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton and I'm Mike Agavino for real life, real crime daily. Peace. Business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.